Good evening and welcome to uh, another episode of uh, From the Recruit uh, I want to say the award winning From the Recruit But it always sounds a bit uh, arrogant uh, It's John, uh, I'm uh, on my way to the pub Not of course to uh, Goodson Park Bit of a way to go on a, uh, on a work night Thanks to the change in television schedules uh, I'm off to meet Jason to watch the game Have a chat about it But we're going to start the podcast uh, with someone who we haven't spoken to since our big win last week uh, as club podcast of the year at the Football Supporters Federation is uh, Arlo a major part of our team uh, who gives his views uh, unfortunately at the moment he's not particularly well but uh, let, let's start off this week's podcast as I can see the lights of the pub in the distance with hearing from him uh, Mike's surname is Parkin he has a son called Arlo uh, and this is our feature Michael Parkinson it gives me a great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson Arlo <coughs> Arlo, how are you doing, mate? <coughs> Not very well. Not very well, no, that's <coughs> right. You can hear you're struggling a bit. Where are we at the moment? Hospital. Hospital, is it? It's nothing serious, I hope. Are you going to be out soon? Mm, not sure. You're going to have another night in hospital, aren't you? And while you're in sleep in hospital, Watford are going to be playing Everton, aren't they? They'll have to get on without you tonight. Now, of course, who's Everton's manager? Marco Silva. And if you had to describe Marco Silva as one animal, what would it be? Mm, a rat. A rat. Why is that? Because he started off good for Watford, and then he turned into a total. Okay, we'll stop you there. Thank you, Arlo. Get well soon. Are you going to? Um, you going to get well soon? You work hard to get better. Yeah. Good boy. Thanks very much for joining us. See ya. As you can hear, there, Mike was in hospital uh, with. Arlo, uh, who is getting much better, just been watched over uh, overnight. And of course, I had to ask the pure emotion of our podcast over the last nine seasons, uh, Mr. Mike Parkin. Uh, we, we're going to watch Watford against Everton. The first time we've come into contact, let's say direct contact, uh, with uh, Marco Silva after he uh, <clears throat> left Watford badly. Want to know how Mike feels about meeting up and seeing Marco for the very first time? You know what, I'd forgotten what it was like for Watford to be in the news. Since that start of the season and that four-game winning run, it feels like the uh, the media's forgotten about it. So it's a bit of a shock to see uh, Sky Sports News and all the various sporting websites talking about Watford. And why are they talking about Watford? Well, of course, we're coming up against our old friend Marco Silva. I say friend uh, with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek. I think as a club we've definitely moved on and I think as it stands we're happy with, with Javi and uh, sometimes these things happen for a reason. Season. Um, and I think I was reminded personally why I think I'm pretty much over Marco Silva. I saw an interview with him on Sky Sports today. How many? How often do you see Marco Silva interviewed? Now, I'll be honest, I don't look out for Everton uh, footage and content that often. But I think one of the noticeable things about Marco Silva when he was at Watford was how little he did to advance us as a club. Yep, we have to be honest, he got, us, he got us absolutely purring at the start of the season. We did really well. Um, that memorable game at Arsenal, I've very rare have heard Vickery Drode as loud as that when uh, we, we sealed that 2-1 win um, to take us sort of, I think we were fifth, fourth in the table. Uh, so it was incredible times, but... But, 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 once start, things started went going sour, he wasn't able to turn things around at all. Um, I think he showed his true colours. I think he showed a lack of confidence in himself because, I've said it before, 
I think all Marco Silva had to do with to, to get a decent job was to deliver a decent season at Watford. I don't think he felt capable of that, and I don't think that's down to the Watford squad. I think that he had a doubt uh, of his own uh, ability to deliver a good season for Watford. Had he done that, at the end of the season, he would have probably gone with our blessing and could have taken his pick from um, someone better than Everton, quite frankly. No disrespect to Everton, but I'm sure that in the long run, that's not the sort of club that, that Marco Silva wants to be at. But we never saw anything from Silva. You see what you see from Javi Gracia in his short time at the club. His his giving interviews, his reputation is that of an incredibly nice man, but one that also commands respect. He's obviously got the players um, playing for him. The way he responds in the media afterwards to to questions sometimes quite difficult, prickly situations where we could have had penalties or there's been red card situations. He's kept his cool throughout, and I don't think we ever got that from from Marco Silva. Um, I don't think he was prepared to to put in the hard yards for our football club. I don't think he really cared, quite frankly. I don't think he got the project. And therefore, I'm glad that he's a long way in our in our review mirror. I think genuinely we're better off without him. Does that mean I wish him um, every success? No, absolutely not. I think the way he he uh, treated Watford and us as supporters was incredibly disrespectful I think he was giving an, an opportunity a fantastic opportunity at a club looking to achieve things after he got let's remember Hull relegated so I think he was given a great opportunity to deliver to deliver with us and he treated us incredibly badly um, and as supporters I think we remember that, don't we? It's not, you know, that's our football club that we care deeply about. And the man in charge, he's the head figure, isn't he? He's the, the most important man, the head coach. He's the one that does the most interviews. He's the one that they, they get the most quotes from. And he did us absolutely, absolutely no favours. So I'd like to see us absolutely batter them. I make no bones about it. I lost a lot of respect for Marco Silva and the way he handled the approach for Everton and the, and the, the subsequent weeks and, and months after that. I was incredibly disappointed. And I suspect, deep down, Marco Silva probably thinks he, he didn't handle it particularly well. And given his time again, I'm sure he'd, he'd handle it differently. But um, plenty of water under the bridge. We're happy with who we've got. I'm sure Everton are happy with Marco Silva, although I know they haven't really been scoring recently. Perhaps uh, he'll do well there. I don't really care how he gets on. I'm glad to see the back of him. I'm glad we've got Javi. Desperate, desperate to beat him. Come on, you want it? A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. So, mates above, Jace, um, you've come a bit late. Uh, it's uh, just gone half an hour gone and Everton are one up. Um, but I think Colin actually sent me a message with uh, what he thought about the first 20 minutes or so. So, I'm at home and um, I'm watching. Uh, Everton versus Watford and uh, we're, we've just gone 1-0 behind but up until that point I thought we played quite brightly slightly strange selection we brought Queener into central midfield alongside Decore and we pushed Semmer who is left footed out onto the right wing so that Pereira can play on the left we've got Dini and Isaac up front uh, and a fairly normal back line but um, yeah we're playing quite well plenty of uh, attacking spirit in the team but uh, unfortunately we got sucker punched, but it looked from the replays as if Walcott was offside in the build-up to the goal, so that's very unlucky. But uh, that happens, that's football, but I don't think it's over by any means. And uh, hopefully here a bit more later. So coming in, seeing Kensima and uh, Queener uh, on, on the field, what, what, what do you think the thinking was behind that? I think it's a, a sort of move made in tandem, so we know that Hughes and Chalibur aren't available. I wonder if Simmer's there to... Uh, make things a bit more solid because Keane has probably earned his place after uh, after his good performance against City the other day. 
So, uh, so perhaps it's Keener in the middle need to be a bit more solid elsewhere. So bring Sanger in to be a bit more, a bit more sturdy. Okay. The, uh, the big controversy, of course, so far has been uh, the fact that uh, Richarlison celebrated his, uh, his goal. I, I never really have a problem with that, um, but I did a little bit of, oh, damn, you know, at least a little bit. Maybe that was the, uh, the action replay of, uh, maybe the more the action replay of Marco Silva celebrating the, the goal was that slightly harsher on the uh, taste of the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same as you, John. I, he doesn't play for us anymore. Um, players are entitled to celebrate when they score a goal, but it does, it does feel hard, and it's very difficult to watch that. And I think we've used the analogy before: when you see a, a, a player playing for another club, it's like seeing an ex-girlfriend with a new fella. When you see them score, it's like watching them snog. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I don't think I can put it any other way. <laughs> we don't want any details yet. No more details. Thank you very much. We're at the pub now. Uh, the, the drinks are in, so we'll, uh, we'll see how this rest of this game goes. Okay, half time. Uh, Everton still one up. Jason, when you turn up, uh, things got a little bit brighter. They did. They did. Uh, apart from you trying to nick my beer. Well, they're, 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 all, they're all the same <laughs> uh, brand. They look exactly the same. <laughs> I'm not really paying attention to who's level how, how high they are. <laughs> we've we've looked alright, haven't we? we? We seem to have had more possession of the ball. I think Everton haven't pressed us too much. And whilst we've not created too much, it's all sort of half chances again. We we we, we look. We look comfortable. We almost look like we're the home team. It's like Everton are standing back and letting us play and they're going to try and hit us on the counter-attack. I, perhaps that's the, the way it's going to be for the rest of the game and, they, and that's the way they're going to line up against us. But, yeah, we, we look quite comfortable. And if we can actually make something happen, just it needs a moment of skill, then we, then we can get back into this game. Yeah, because there's a thing of feeling, you know, last week, I know maybe, you know, Man City took the foot off the, the gas a little bit. Um, but still, we know that this team can play for 90 minutes um, and have, have something in them. Uh, and you hope that's the thing that's going to happen today. Well, of course it will. And Delafeo is going to come on and the old boy rule carries on because oh, yeah. he will get the equaliser. <laughs> of course, of course. Old boy rule always stands. We've seen the old boy, um, you know, Marco. Yeah, we heard Mike's thoughts on it earlier on the podcast. Um, but let, let's talk about the current man, um, Javi. You know, we, we learned at the fans forum he was going to get a new contract the following week he signed that new contract it's a long contract um, hopefully uh, if his agent's any good it's a bit more money at least a little bit more money for you though like you know it's been a while since you've seen a manager get a, a contract extension I cannot even think about it. who was the last one I, I think it's the first one under the Pozzos yeah so, so probably what was Malky on when he was because he had two years didn't he so yeah. I'm assuming Deich never got one because he was only there for a season so so, so yeah, it's certainly the first under the pot, so. Yeah, and first under this podcast as well. Why do you think, Owen, why do you think that he was chosen to be the man, you know, because of that contract, four plus years, to, to be the man to steer Watford in that way as, as head coach? And he, he is the man that that the Pozzos want the type of man the type of coach that he is I think he is a lot more happier taking a group of players fitting them into the into the model that he wants I think when you compare him to Silver we're talking about Silver obviously Silver right from the start I think very much showed that he wanted to be his own man we also talk about Dyche and obviously the fact that Dyche went because Dyche we know wants to be his own man they, they, they're men that want to make all the decisions and have more control I don't think we get that with Javi I think Javi is a He's a good coach, uh, and from what the players say, it's not all nicey-nicey. He can be angry when he wants to be, so I guess he's a, he's a kind of a motivator there as well. Um, but he 
doesn't want to pick his players on the transfer market by from what it seems uh, and I think that's why they've gone for the long contract and it's, it's a good thing to see as well isn't it having had all this chop and change and it's worked we know it works and we're, and we're sort of comfortable with that model but it does give you a, a warm feeling knowing that they're trying to make things happen to have someone in place for, for the long term because the other thing I have a, a feeling on it is or the, no, the worry I maybe have is um, have the Potsos found their yes man and it doesn't feel like that, but that's the worry. Like when they change manager all the time, when they finally stick with one, is because they know he's a yes man, or are they is he just the yes man to that transfer angle? Do you feel like it feels that in certain cases this season he has made his own choices in team selection? I, 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 perhaps there's a there's an element of that, and uh, yeah, they, they they need a yes man in certain circumstances. They are going to dictate the way they want things to happen. They. We've got directors of football that, and, and scouts that are sort of picking those players. Perhaps have you say, I want this type of player, and someone will go and find that type of player, but he doesn't care which particular individual that is. Um, and it's, it's all part of the model. And, uh, and if it is a yes man, then, then great. I mean, if, that's, if that's what they want to do, they've been successful. I don't, I don't need to tell Watford fans that, that the Potsos don't know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. Um, and I suppose the next question is then, if it, if it at any point doesn't go well, do they get rid of him or do they stick with him and give him the opportunity to make things right again? And, and again, knowing how the Potsos work, you'd imagine if they have to, they will remove him when they need to. Obviously, that's, we're hoping that doesn't happen. That's a, I'm, I'm just sort of speculating at the moment, but when you're on a four-year, five-year contract, whatever, then that's, you'll think at some point in time that might have to happen. Um, but then also, if we now have a long-term plan, we saw, we've seen what Sean Dyche has done at Burnley, they stuck with him when they got relegated from Premier League last time and they bounced straight back up again. So so that's a possibility. But I'm talking about things that are never going to happen. So, <laughs> so I think everything's going to be fine. But footballing-wise, do you think he's added anything uh, dynamic or, or, or massive that... That hasn't just been a sort of a, a continuation of managers over the last our managers over the last three or four seasons. He's, he's got his way of playing, and I, and I think he can mix it up a little bit. I think he's, I think he's there's a sort of base setup to the way he wants to play, um, but I think he's happy to to mix things about a bit. Keeps his core sort of players, but if he needs to change things, he does. He's happy to to sort of change formation. I think during the game. And I think he does sort of tailor things slightly to, to the opposition we're up against. And that might not be a change in personnel. We saw that great run at the start of the season where we were playing sort of two up fronts and a 4-4-2. But I think we played slightly differently sort of from one game to the other where perhaps we needed players to, to play a bit narrower in midfield, maybe needed one of the front men to play a bit more defensively. So I don't think, I'm not sure if we've seen that from other managers before if you go back right to the start to Zola for example he had his way of playing kind of got find out, found out in that second season and he didn't know how to change it and it, and it ended with him losing his job whereas I think yeah with Javi he's, he's happy to 
stick with players that are playing well, but we'll tweak the tactics accordingly. The other thought I have is the, the blame of the last few years of the poor runs or the, the, the poor second half of the season has always been put at the door of the manager. Do you think you could? Do you imagine this ever being any you know, more emphasis being put on fault, uh, but also success being on the players rather than the manager? It's, it's interesting, though, like, because if we... Or when we started well, everyone was saying, oh, great, Javi, fantastic... Since then, we've we've been in games, we've been competing, and there's been some two reasons, as far as we're concerned, I think as fans, as to why it's it's not been going for us. One, referees' decisions, and they are showing another one now on the telly as Mina takes the already booked Mina takes out success on the edge of the box. The challenge on Chalibur at Southampton, the offside goal here, etc., 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 and the other is our lack of ability to put the ball in the back of the net. We create chances and we keep missing them. So you think if the, the way the manager's got you playing, if you're creating chances, all you need to do is take them and, and, and you're getting results, you're picking up points. So the manager must have got that right. So maybe the, 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 the eclecticness and the, the collection of players that we have is the, the problem and maybe we are missing that certain someone to give us something different up front. Now, of course, sorry, to, to add to that, you could say it's Harry's job then to sort those strikers out and to motivate them, make sure their heads don't drop, make sure the rest of the team's, uh, rest of the team's heads don't drop when things aren't going our way and get them going again. So that's what we're going to be looking for over the next few weeks. Tough run of games, yes. We've got a uh, maybe slightly easier game next week in Cardiff. Harry's job is to get them up and go in again for that one. We shall see. But let's do the second half first on this game, Jase. Of course. We haven't lost Great yet. things could happen. We haven't lost yet. Yeah. Just before the, uh, we continue with the game and talk about the, the, the game away at Everton, just to give you an update. Uh, for everyone who listened to the uh, podcast we put together uh, at the uh, FSF Awards, we were lucky enough to speak to Martin Tyler, uh, the Sky Sports commentator, who uh, is the assistant manager at Woking. Uh, and in the interview, he asked us if we could try and talk to Watford fans, see who knows what, what's going on uh, with a particular player who used to play for Woking and Watford called George Harris. Martin wondered if uh, he was alive, uh, and if he was, uh, he would like to him to be the guest of honour at the uh, third round game, which is now going to be on Sunday, the sixth of January. Thank you very much to uh, Ollie Wicken and, and John Sinclair who helped. Uh, we were able to track down George, and I tried to call George. Um, on Sunday uh, I got through to his wife Barbara uh, who uh, was really pleased to hear uh, that we'd been uh, thinking about him and, and, and everything that Martin had said uh, and the fact that Martin you know years and years and years after this happened was was really positive about George talked about him you know for me anyway listening to the interview that Colin and, and Kieran did with him you know George was a hero, uh, I think, to to Martin. Uh, well, fortunately, George is is, is still alive, um, but he is currently suffering with dementia. So um, we've passed on the information to Martin, uh, and the family are going to talk about it uh, and if it's the right thing for him to go to the game. It was uh, beautiful in many ways to hear that George is is still with us, uh, and the family. Uh, we're still talking about him as a footballer and everything he did, um, but but very sad also uh, to hear that um, he might not be able to make the game or get what we you'd hope a player like him 
uh, a former player like him would get from uh, the game and, and, and seeing uh, Watford and Woking play. Uh, he's just not quite in the place to do that. Um, if anything happens, uh, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, but just wanted to give you, a, you know, keep, keep you all in the loop about what happened. So uh, we might be seeing George uh, at the game, uh, but it isn't exactly how we wanted to hear it. Um, it is something that lots of footballers uh, have been suffering with. Uh, and after you know, speaking with the, his family, it's something we were talking about on the, from the Rick and WhatsApp group. So it's something we want to look in and, into a little bit more. Jason, what about a score? A deflection, but we'll take that. Yeah, what was I saying earlier? Why, why can't we just have one bounce for us? That one did. <laughs> Off Michael Keane's thigh, I think it was, was it? Uh, <laughs> the, which part was it? The, 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 the first part that came from a brilliant ball from... What was it? What was it? Oh, hang on, is that Seamus Coleman, I think, actually? It wasn't a Watford player. Yeah, 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 I think so. Oh, dear, that was yeah, fantastic. Uh, quick impact, I think, in some ways, from Adelafeu coming on, like that beautiful ball through for uh, Firmino to cross it in. Um, and, and, and Firmino getting into the places where he can cause trouble. We haven't always seen that from him recently. But, yeah, definitely got timed the run well. Great ball from Adelafeu. Nice ball in. Well-timed running at the box from Pereira so that he was, he was free and had loads of time. He'll, he probably got a question why he couldn't actually put it in the net himself. <laughs> but yeah, great, great to see Coleman at the back post finishing it off for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, about 60 minutes in. They put a stat up, didn't they? About, about three or four minutes ago, that for the last 10 minutes, so from 50 to, to 60, there was 1% of the possession in the Watford uh, last third. Um, it's been coming in some ways, hasn't it, this goal? He has. I mean, we said at half time that it seemed to uh, have gone well since I managed to get, uh, get myself down here. Um, and I think it's been the same in the second half. We've, we're keeping hold of the ball. A lot of that going on. We're winning a lot of free kicks. I think Everton are getting frustrated because they can't get possession, can't keep hold of the ball. And, and uh, it'll be nice if we can, uh, if we can go 2 1 up here. There you go. So 72 minutes gone and it's incredibly, it's Watford 2, Everton 1. And I have to say, over the whole piece of the thing, it's probably just about what Watford deserve. I think certainly on the, the second half, they've come out absolutely flying. They've looked like the uh, the Watford of early season, moving the ball round nicely, getting into dangerous areas. And the difference has been in this this last sort of 20 minutes that they've, they've taken their chances, albeit with the, the assist of a um, Seamus Coleman own goal. But yeah, definitely deserved it. And I thought even in the first half when we were 1-0 down after the goal, we were, we were much the better side. Um, they're doing well to keep their heads. There's lots of little niggles and jiggery-pokery going on. Um, and obviously... Cabaselli, the penalty machine, he's given another one away. Uh, his stats are going to be absolutely shocking at the end of the season in the number of uh, pens he's given away. But uh, big Ben Foster saved it, did really, really well. Stayed up, stood up and um, called Sigurdsson's bluff. Brilliant stuff. So as it stands, Watford 2, Everton 1. And I'd say a deserved a deserved lead for the Hornets. Now what they have to do is obviously dig deep. Everton have gone for it. They've made all three substitutions. We need to clock that, stay cool, just keep going. Obviously, I'm going to call a 3-2 uh, defeat as it stands because this is me. But there you go. So far, so good. Well-deserved from Watford. They just need, to, uh, just need to keep going, keep doing what they're doing. Come on, you Hornets. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. This is from the rookery end. Jason, Jason, Jason. Oh, ho, ho. Which is another draw at Goodison Park. Another last sort of injury time uh, goal for Everton. That, does, that take, takes a win away. Or, well, you know, we don't do well in the injury time at Goodison Park. Such a shame, but such a great performance. Yeah, good performance. And we, it, it was one that we'd threatened in the first half. And we played well for that period where, after half-time, where we then sort of went and got the two goals. And we played well after that. We, we defended really well, but penalty, free kick, conceded by the same man. Yeah. Cabaselli, I love Cabaselli, but I've just got this nagging thing in the back of my mind with him at the moment. I, he, he's just a little bit of a liability at the moment, isn't he, I think? I, I hate to say it, because he, he's a great defender, and, and he's, gonna, he, he's still got a lot to learn. But just at the moment, there's little things about him where he gives away silly free kicks and the penalty, and you just think the oh, red just, cards just, and the yellow yeah, cards and everything. Things like that, and you will get punished in the Premier League. Yeah, that's that's what happens. It's a shame, but yeah, great performance and a point that I think a lot of Watford fans perhaps wouldn't have expected before kickoff today. No, we were, we were taking a draw of your just because it was just a more positive result than the losses we've had of recent. Um, but is it definitely a performance? Well, firstly, let's, let's get to the gritty of this. Do you think it's a performance that annoyed Marco Silva enough? <laughs> it, it would have done, and, and it would have annoyed the Everton fans as well. We, we, we've gone up there and we've picked up a point. They're not on a great run either, I don't no. think, Everton. And they've got another tough game coming up with Man City. So they would have looked to tonight as a, as a chance to pick up some valuable points for themselves. Um, so they'll be frustrated they haven't got, got the draw. And... John, it's something I've always said. Win your home games, draw your away games, and you're going to be well up the table. Yeah. I used to say it'd get you in the playoffs, but obviously that doesn't count now. Get you in Europe, that's what it does. Yeah, so what we got? So what we need to do then is follow up this performance with a win at home to Cardiff on Saturday. Yeah. It, 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 does it make it? I don't know. Does it make that game against Cardiff more important? No, it, it might take a little bit of pressure off, but I think the fact that it sort of falls within some uh, a run of very difficult games means. That on its own, I don't think the result has that much bearing. I think we, we still really want and need to get three points. It's not a not a must win. I hate that must win phrase at this stage of the season. I try not to use that. But you, you think we want to win that one? We'd be disappointed if we don't beat Cardiff. It will be disappointing, um, but I don't think we can really be disappointed in, in this result today, uh, and definitely this performance. Uh, you know, after coming off everything that's happened in the last few weeks and the good moments, those good things that happen, it, it was lucky. And as far as Everton fans watching that game, we're going, "Well, you only got a goal because it came off our player." And yeah, but that's as we keep saying, that's football. Yeah, you got you've, you, you've got to shoot to score, and we shot, and we almost scored, and yeah, and, and in the end, it winning. So yeah, go on. yeah, is anything you can you're, you're going to sort of definitely take forward from this game? The fact that you know Queen has started, uh, Chalabar came on, um, you know success was up front, but it came off, and are you changing the starting eleven much at all? Is Delafoe enough? Do you think to, to start ahead of uh, of Ken, especially against a, a side like Cardiff? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd want to see Delafoe in against. Cardiff um, in in place of Ken, uh, and I, I think what it shows and, and what we've learned, it, it's it, again we've got a good squad, we got good depth, and it's great 
that Javi can put in a, a young lad like Kina into the side in what is a very, very difficult game. Everton, forget what you say about the coach, they, they've spent money on good players, not just Richardson, but the likes of Dinya, Yeri Mina. Guys had great World Cups. They could have gone to probably other, other bigger clubs elsewhere. So Everton have got a, a pretty solid-looking squad, and we've gone up there and spoiled their party. Mm. Not just theirs. Particularly Marco Silvers. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much uh, to Mike and Colin for sending their uh, message, uh, their dispatches uh, from, uh, from wherever they're watching the game. Um, we'll be back on uh, Saturday, or after Saturday's game uh, against Cardiff City at home. And as you said, it's important to get the, re- the result, to get the win. Um, but let's not hype ourselves up over the next six days, uh, no, um, next five days uh, in, the, in the build up to it. Uh, thank you very much for listening, uh, and thank you again for everyone and your reaction to us winning the Club Podcast of the Year last week. Uh, it has been lovely um, and, and, you know, just brilliant. So thank you very much, uh, and do keep, it, keep in touch, not just about saying the good things, say the bad things if you really want to, uh, but keep in touch and keep interactive uh, with, uh, with everything that we do and all your thoughts, because uh, we like to add them to the podcast. It's at what for podcast. Uh, on uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram uh, as well as podcast at fromtherookerend.com if you want to send us an email. It was a 2-2 draw away at Goodison Park. But there's only one way we need to finish this podcast. Come on, you horns!